before we get into today's episode, I want to talk about a special promotion that's happening right here at the Waxing Podcast that is brought to you by Bright. If you guys like Chippendales, if you like fantastic education, and you like products that work, then Bright is for you. They are an all-natural, intimate bleaching care company that can be worked head to toe, and they have a step one and a step four that I believe you should be carrying yesterday. Step one is all about pre-numbing your clients for their service. This is a product that you can get 240 uses out of one bottle, and you do not even have to take it off of the skin, which is amazing, as well as their step four, which is all about post hair removal, making sure the redness is down as well as histamine reactions. Again, 240 uses per bottle. Now, they already have an amazing savings on the step one and step four bundles on their website, but they are giving you, the Waxing Podcast listeners, an additional 10% off using the code TWP. So you get two products, 240 uses, already saving money, on their website and now saving an extra 10% off. This deal is right below in the show notes. You can go ahead and click it, redeem it. Don't forget to use your code. And I'm so excited to see you on the bright side. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Waxing Podcast. I am Kirsten, your host, and I am so excited because I have a local esthetician on today who is Rachel. I'm so excited to have you on. You are my second Tampa person that I have brought on to the podcast. And obviously we just shared and like our past few minutes of talking, but like we even share some similar school history. I'm super excited to be on here and talking to you. I listen to your podcast all the time, every time you upload. (laughs) Well, you've been somebody, I actually was on my stories today talking as I was like setting up the podcast and I'm like, I have had three guests come on. Well, you're the second. I have one more next week. And I'm like, all of these guests I've been wanting on for so long. So I'm so excited that, and like, it's because you and I are like friends and we talk Mm -hmm. and it's one of those things where now you're on my podcast and I'm like, duh, I don't know why you have not been on here sooner. (laughs) I really wanted to talk to you, um, on the podcast, A, because you're in Tampa, but B, you just opened your own brick and mortar. And I think that is so amazing. I was just there the other day, guys. It is the cutest spot. And so I just want to talk about your growth because it's happened, you know, in just four years. Yeah. It's been amazing. It's been fun. It definitely has been quick. Um, But I feel like I always, I always set goals for myself. And then right when I achieve it, I'm like, okay, what can I do next? And I like to constantly be moving and like going up the ladder of trying to do new things. So well, we're going to hash it all out because we're going to start from the very beginning. So do you want to tell everybody when you graduated from esthetician school and a little bit about your experience? Yes, yeah, so I went to school. I started January, 2020 and then um, COVID hit. So I was in school in person and through Zoom for a little bit. And then we returned back into in person so we could, you know, once things started opening up. So I, once I graduated and while I was in school, I actually had like a spare room in my house and I turned that into a at-home studio treatment room. 
So I did that while I was in school, just like practicing on friends, especially since I couldn't do it in person, like at school because of COVID. <laughs> so I was doing it yeah. at home. I would, I, we were talking about it a little bit before we hit record, but I like cannot imagine because I know you had said, and I'm kind of revealing this for you, but you said you went to school for facials. Obviously mm-hmm. now you're a full body waxer, but I'm like not getting that hands-on experience in school during COVID and having to do virtual, like that had to have been so hard. And I feel like maybe that was also like a leading pivot for you to change directions when you started to get hands-on training with like waxing. Yeah, so I originally, like, ever since middle school, I've wanted to do, I wanted to be a cosmetologist. I was really, like, I wanted mm-hmm. to do hair. I loved everything about hair. I was wearing hair extensions in, like, eighth grade, freshman year. Like, I just thought it was so fun. So then when I went to go apply for school, I was going to go to Summit over here. Um, mm-hmm. I could only do it part-time. So I was like, 20 months? I can't do 20 months of school because I had to work full time. It just sounded impossible at the time. Um, and then I started breaking out really bad on my face, started watching J.D. Wadey on YouTube. I don't know if you know who that is, but she's a facialist. I do. Mm-hmm. Or esthetician. And she inspired me to just do my aesthetic license. So then once I was in school, I was like, facials are kind of boring I liked how <laughs> how there were like just quick results with waxing and I like to talk a lot so I thought that was that just ended up being the route that I ended up taking and that has been the best thing this episode is brought to you by the waxing guide a true guide to get you through all of your waxing needs and I am so excited to bring you a really special class happening right now in the show links below you can give it a good click and it will take you into a free master class called time is money where i teach you the soft wax instructor how to take control of your finances through brazilian waxing if you are somebody who is doing 20 minutes 35 minute 45 minute brazilian waxing you're somebody who struggles with technique and really having those ultimate struggles from brazilian waxing and you want to learn how to make three to four times your income in your business then this is a class for you like i said it's completely free to take and i suggest getting on it because it is limited time and it also comes jammed packed with bonuses that you will never see again like i said check it out in the show notes below and i am so excited for you to get your hands on this masterclass. like genuinely it was hard for me because i did facials for a couple of years and it was hard for me to like sit in the room and basically you know stay silent and do these facials and like you know, obviously I knew it was important for them to relax, but like, it just wasn't in my personality to not like whip up conversations. Yeah. I mean, obviously. I'm super like- antsy and I just want to be talking and like figuring out. And I was doing facials for a while, actually for like two years I was doing facials. I would do a whole facial and then I would like set up and like do two waxes, set up for another facial and one room. And it was just like, it was the vibes. Like I had to turn turn everything on and off and it was just that was way too much for me do you have any advice for people that like because did you, oh yeah this leads me into actually my next question to you and then I have that question to ask you but you graduated in 2020 did you go right into owning your own like suite I did I was doing it at home and then um October of 2020 I actually got my first suite so right how after- did that feel like 
Yeah, I like what I always love to talk to people because I'm like, how did you like jump from school to like owning your own suite and like having no clientele, no, no marketing, like, you know, you like, tell me how you did this. It's funny because I always have people asking me like, how and why did you do that? And I'm like, "Uh, I don't recommend it to everybody. I feel like it definitely like. (laughs) Like, I always tell people, like, you know, people that are in school might message me on Instagram or something. I'm like, go work for somebody. Like, but I feel like I didn't do that. So I feel kind of like stupid telling people, like, you might want to go work for somebody, but I definitely recommend doing that. Um, While I was in school and then after I graduated, I turned a room inside my house into a treatment room. I even got a sink installed and I was just doing friends, family, and like close friends, friends. And then they stayed with me to the next suite that I went to, which is really crazy that I did that because it was during COVID that I decided to start my own business and get into rent when I didn't have like, obviously a crazy clientele or anything like that. Um, Yeah, it was kind of wild. How were those, how were like, I know it. I'm like, how were the first couple of months owning and paying rent at like a, at like a suite? So the place I got had just opened and the rent was very, very reasonable, um, which was why I went to that place. But yeah, my days, I mean, I'd have like two clients. I'd go in, I'd have one client that day or I'd have a gap where there's like three hours in between clients and yeah, but it was, it was crazy. Now that I'm thinking about it and talking about it with you, I'm like, that's kind of wild that I just took that jump to starting my own and jumping into rent, paying for products, paying for all this stuff, learning as I'm going, which is kind of the scary part. But I definitely voiced that to all my clients. Like my prices were, my prices were learning prices. They weren't, you know, anything crazy. And definitely all my clients that came in knew what they were getting themselves into in a way, like that I was still new. I mean that, yeah, that makes so much sense. I just, I always, I don't know, like I worked somewhere for five years and like, I feel like so many of those clients are still my clients today. And now that I'm on my own. So like, I just, I cannot imagine the stress of owning your own business right when you are like out of school. Cause you don't have mm-hmm. that yet, but people do it all the time. And so it's like one of those things where I always say, I used to be like, go work for somebody else. You're crazy if you don't. But then it's like, I'm talking to you who now owns their own brick and mortar business, which is like phenomenal. So it's possible. It truly is possible. I think it really comes out to like who you are as a person. Yeah, you definitely have to work really hard. It's not just, you know, something that you just say, oh, I'm going to go sign a a lease here and it's all going to, you know, be rainbows and all those butterflies. You definitely, you know, have to work. I, I would be open for like an eight hour day, take one client, let's say like 10 o'clock. And then the next one would be like at 3 PM. So I would, it was, it was a hot mess for a while. It would knock them down. I just like kept looking forward to the next step. And like, you don't yet have these like foundational moments that like help you build, but you, but you learn them because now you have employees. Yep. I have to, I have another full body waxer and then I have a ball specialist. That has been the best thing having both of them here when, with me. Now tell me a little bit about like the scale up of your business 
in a suite to where you told yourself, okay, I'm booked. It's time for like the next step. So once I, so I wasn't the first suite and then I moved, I did a whole year there and then I went to another location, another suite. I had a full, pretty much a full book of clientele. And I knew that me and my husband were going to try to get pregnant. And I wanted to make sure I kept my clients and I want, but I wanted to have a good maternity leave. So since I had a full book, and I had people that wanted to get in and I couldn't squeeze them in. I was like, okay, let me go. Let me find somebody that can work with me so that when I, if I do get pregnant, you know, when I was trying, have the baby and she would work with me side by side until I gave birth, take my clients, help maintain the business while I'm out. <laughs> I, I've had an actually an esthetician friend of mine who is in a solo suite and she did get pregnant and she left and she actually has talked to me about it and said that like she lost a lot of her clientele due to needing to take those three months off. So it's actually really scary. I, I find I find the getting an employee because you're pregnant strategy actually kind of smart because while you're pregnant, like you can train her and you can give her like the backlog of people that can't get into you. Right. So like, in yeah. you know, 25% booked, 50% booked, like she's growing her books. But once you leave and you no longer have like any ability to do these physical services, your girl now ends up being like 100% booked and yes. you basically are giving her your book momentarily. So by the yeah. time you return, you guys start to shift through and clients start to disperse. And now I feel like ultimately she is also booked as well as you. Like, I actually yeah. think like that strategy is very smart. So. I, yeah, when I brought her on, I like stopped taking clients just so that I could have like my regulars with me and I could start filling up her book. And then I would like sprinkle my clients onto her so that they could get, you know, a few waxes in with her before I just completely left because I was out for maybe it was only three months I was out but I wanted them to like you know get used to her and stuff like that and even still to this day those clients if they can't get in with me that week and they have to come in they still like go to her and they feel completely comfortable and I love that she has been like the best thing <laughs> like for my business I'm so grateful yeah for and I mean you guys were you guys were sharing a suite at that time obviously it made sense because um, you were leaving for three months. And so, you know, it was just her occupying the space for three months, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, it was probably time to grow, right? When she started getting booked, you started getting booked and you guys were in this like small space together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then as soon as, well, once I gave birth the whole time, I was looking up a place to expand. It took me a whole year until I found this location. And this location is even way smaller than what I thought I wanted to do. But I'm so glad that I ended up here because I would have been a mess in the other place. But it took me a whole year to find this place because everything in Tampa is just ridiculously expensive. And I would spend hours and hours and hours on the computer trying to find a location so that I could have me working, her working, because we were sharing one room. So she would, we would work the opposite days. So I'm really happy that I found this place because now I have, she, we only have two oper like two service rooms in here. So I have mm -hmm. my room and then I have her and hers, even though we still work opposite days. 
So there is room to grow in that way, which is super exciting. Yeah, it is so exciting. And then you have your brow person who sits on the outside of the treatment rooms, which I think is really cool. I love when I see waxers who do body waxing and brow waxing, and they have like a both inner and outer service area. Yeah, I think the clients like it too, because when they walk in, they get to see like what's going on since we work behind the door so much. And it's refreshing because when she's not working and I just have um, a client coming in for brows, I sit and I set up that whole area and it's a nice switch up versus having to shut the door every time. (laughs) Now having a little baby, obviously, you know, my baby's not so little anymore, but I do remember the days. Um, How was that building out a, a whole business? Yeah, it was completely empty and I had somebody come in and build the whole place out. Um, Definitely hard because there was times where I needed to like jump in here and show up and, you know, I have, he's going to be one in two weeks from now. So he was only five months when I started renovating the place. So definitely hard. I had to pack him and come with me a lot of times, which was Another thing that's hard because there's so much dust flying around here. I had to have somebody sit in the car with me. There was a lot going on trying to manage being a new mom and managing an employee, managing myself, managing clients. It was a lot for sure. It's still a lot. Has it been just so refreshing though, having like a bigger space in general? I feel like the suites and especially in Tampa, I feel like we... I don't know, like we're so not yet involved in suites, although I think it's like coming along a little bit better, but I feel like there's like only 100 by 100 square feet spaces or brick and mortar. Like there's really no in between here. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you. I being in like right now, I'm literally sitting on the floor in the waiting area, looking out like there's a window, a big window in front of me. And just when I was looking for a place, I was like, I need somewhere where the sun hits in because you're, I felt like I was like in a little cave and my last week, like I had a black wall on one of the walls. So it just felt like kind of like a dungeon. So having this has, has been amazing because now I feel like it's a functioning, no, I don't want to say that. I was going to say a functioning business, but before it was too, but it's exciting to see the flow of new clients come in to see clients literally waiting here to be seen by you know Madison or Melanie it's it's a lot better it's easier to have like today I actually had two walk-ins today which is so exciting I get so excited when I love that you're so excited because I'm like oh my gosh like when you're in a suite people don't know that you're in there Mm -hmm. because they, I mean, there's no signs outside. They only know if maybe they're getting their hair done next door to you and then they see your card out there. But I just bought a little like street sign that I have and every morning I put it in and when I leave, I take it out. And I had two girls walk in for brows today and uh, it like made my day. I texted my husband, I'm like, I had two walk-ins today. Like, <laughs> I felt you like know what kid. though? That's <laughs> so exciting because like, I don't think we've ever talked about that on the podcast before. Like the difference between a suite and a brick and mortar is like, you it's get the so opportunity different. to, yeah, you like showcase your business yeah. to the street and you can do marketing things like putting a sign out. And like the mm-hmm. fact that somebody came into your business unannounced is like, you know, progress to know that you're getting people from all different sources. Yeah, My goal this year is to find other ways than just Instagram to market. Cause when I'm in the suite, it has to be social media. I mean, it could be, it's word of mouth too, but it's definitely like social media 
But now that there's like a sign out front, when somebody comes in, when it's a new person, we always ask like, oh, how did you find out about us? And when they say, oh, I just drove by, like I drive by this way from work, it makes me so excited because that's just something that wouldn't happen when I was in the So the difference between suites and brick and mortars is like, also, you know, if you say you're open Monday through Thursday from nine to six, like you have to have someone there Monday through Thursday, nine to six. You can't just like, oh, I'm not booked for an hour. I'm going to go grab coffee. Oh, on my door, I put, it says appointment based. And then it says walk-ins by availability. So I think that's like Mm. a smart thing to do if, you know, because sometimes we do have gaps. And I'm, if I have a gap and I'm here by myself and if it's long enough, I'm, I'm going to leave and I'm going to go maybe run to Target and I'm going to go to Starbucks or I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. So we do do walk-ins, but most of the time it's like on Thursdays when there's more than one of us here. But I do have on Google, like it says today, it says what nine, nine to one is Wednesdays because it's just me in here by myself. Um, mm-hmm. I'll get people that call me at like. 12 and they're like oh can I come in I'm like oh no sorry like I'm already booked and they're but I'm leaving at like 11 or 12 30 whatever whatever so like well online it says you're open till one like why can't I just walk in I'm like well because we're appointment based and trying to explain that is really hard but yeah that's so weird because I feel like I know and I feel like though I don't know because I'm like I feel like most places are appointment only yeah I, I think they are nowadays yeah. So I, if I was a client and you were like, no, I'm booked, I'd be like, oh, okay, bye. I wouldn't say, well, you're open until one. Like, I'd it be like, what? so much. <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. And I just. <laughs> no, 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 literally that's. Maybe they think there's just like way more people there. Um, maybe. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Now is a goal of yours this year. Well, I guess you can just tell me your goals, but obviously I just, you know, I'm, I'm assuming because you have two rooms, you have a brow area. Um, is your goal to have multiple people there every single day? Eventually. I feel like right now it's just an awkward time and it's the beginning of the year. So it's like really slow, but I would love mm-hmm. to have another brow artist come in. Um, like as of right now, I think I'm, I'm, I don't have any, I don't know if I want to add any other like body waxing because I think we're pretty good with just us two here, but I definitely would want to expand with the brows for sure because I know like my brow girl, she's, every day she's working, she's booked. Like there's never a gap for her. And my goal for this year is to learn brows because I feel like I've been now doing Brazilians for four years and I've been dabbling with the brows because now that she's like showing me things and I'm like, this will be fun. I want to double in that because you can actually take pictures of your work when it comes yeah. to brows. Where Brazilians, you can. People do post it, but I, I try not to on my Instagram. Sometimes yeah, I, do. I know. I'm going in there, but I'm I've never posted a Brazilian before, and it's not my thing. But mm-hmm. people do, and I've yeah. interviewed people that do, and like I love them because I feel like it's like this personality, and it's who you decide your pages. So this is not in any way, shape, or form saying do it or don't. Um, yeah. I think when it comes to like the posting, though, it can get really hard, especially when you do want to get booked in Brazilians because mm-hmm. you know you're not able to showcase your work in the same way. And so instead, it's like obviously like the content that you know we share. I've seen it on your page is more like informational based. Yeah, rather that's than what, pictures, which I feel like helped a lot because I feel like 
I don't get as many DMs asking questions about waxing because I feel like I try to put so many reels out there to where if someone's like stalking my page before they book, they're like, oh, I think I just got everything answered. Because I mean, everyone, everyone knows what a Brazilian looks like. It's like no hair. So, or if you want to leave hair, but I feel like having all the information on reels really helps with like clientele. Like they get all the answers right there. No, I love that. And I, I feel like that's such a good way for new estheticians to think about it as well. So like if someone's, you know, you're listening right now and you're thinking of opening your own suite, I think something that you could really do that would be helpful is start mapping out your content. Um, because you probably have the time you're, you're, yeah, you're an employee yet, but you're not a business owner yet. So like, hopefully you have a little bit more time to like get your ducks in a row. You probably are Mm -hmm. doing that with paperwork and things anyway. So like, what a great way to map out content by just saying like, okay, we need FAQs and let's turn every FAQ into a reel. Like, can you think about how many posts that is Rachel? That's like so many. Yes. And literally all I have to do is make them like 15 seconds. If a video is longer than like 10 seconds, I'm already like scrolling to the next one. No, me too. And so I love like, cause I'm like thinking, cause obviously your space is so cute. So I'm like, you could literally just like do a little like video of like your space and then right there could just be in text. Like how long do I wait in between my Brazilian appointment? And then it's like mm-hmm. four to six weeks. Like they could be so easy. And I recommend doing that because I get questions all that time asking like, Oh, what's the difference between bikini line bikini wax and then brazilian and i have a video that's quick of me explaining what a bikini line is the bikini which is the front and then the brazilian and instead of me like typing everything out i'm like hey let me just send you a copy of one of my reels or a link to one of my reels in my dm oh, I send it right that. to them mm-hmm. what a time saver when I, yeah even when i type it out they still have questions so that video just literally answers everything and i always just send the video i'm like let me just send you the video i made Yeah. And I also think like as a client and a consumer's point of view, if you send that video, I'm probably going to go, oh, so she probably has a ton more. And then you just, then that person starts to go through your page. Yeah. Yeah. I actually love that. Mm -hmm. Now speaking, (laughs) now Rachel is such a good content creator. I think it's a natural thing for you. And I wanted to talk a little bit about this different segment because yes, you're a business owner. Yes, you have a brick and mortar. Yes, you have employees, but you also are active on social media and you give it a really good flair. And for that reason, you've done ambassadorships for brands. And I know that so many estheticians want to know, you know, how do we get to be an ambassador? How do we get paid to make content, like all of the things. And so I really wanted to pick your brain about it. And I already told you this before we were filming. I'm like, I can never truly answer that question mm-hmm. because I have a cheat code and it's called the podcast. I bring on people and through that, I create relationships and through that it creates partnerships. So like that is how I do it. Um, also I worked with fur for many years. And so like I automatically got godfathered into like Mm -hmm. creating content with them. So to hear like your point of view as an esthetician who is a business owner and like, not necessarily like quote unquote, like an influencer content creator, like, you know, none of us are, how do you, 
I mean, I can't say none of us are, but like, that's not what we do for a job. I, I, We're not like yeah, our no. bios don't say like content creator or no, influencer, yeah. but like, no. but we, but we can be, and there's room for that in our job description. No, I, I was genuinely just talking about fur before they, cause they reached out to me and asked me, um, I was posting, making my own videos, just genuinely talking about them, showing results from like clients and just talking about my own results because I definitely will get ingrowns if I'm not taking care of my skin. And I was just spitting reels out back to back and they, it caught their attention and they reached out to me to do it, like to work with them. And which I, that was an easy yes, because I already used them. Um, I've had yeah, and you're other, already showing them. Yeah, I'm already <laughs> showing them. So I'm like, yeah, let's do Let's make that work. Let's do it together. I actually have to film a video today for them. But yeah. I did. I, I just filmed one like two days ago. <laughs> well, I, see, this is the hard part. So I did one like a few days ago or like two days ago, maybe. And then it needed to, it needed to be edited. <laughs> so now I have to like redo that and then finding the time mm-hmm. to do that. That's a whole other story. But yeah, I've had, I was working with another one, um, but I don't really use them on a day-to-day mm-hmm. so I had to send them an email letting them know that I do like their products but since I don't really use them that much I don't really want to I don't want to like keep making content for them because I don't use them like on an every single day basis like I do first that's what I'm I I kind of like that you mentioned that because I think a lot of people like this is to me this is what sets us apart from being influencer content creators to being estheticians that make content yeah. for brands because I've said this before but I'm like sometimes you don't know when influencers are it's, telling the truth or not because yeah. it is how they make 100% of their income. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like estheticians are so different because are your soul um, income base is your business and your book and your clients and your retail and all of that stuff. This is just like an extra side thing to do when you say to yourself, Oh, I use this every single day. They're reaching out to me to talk about it on my platform. Like it make it, it's married really well together. But yeah, yeah when you don't use something every day, it's really hard. Cause again, we're not content creators. We're business I mean, owners. So like in the beginning, I even sent them an email saying that I wanted to like minimize how many videos I, I, I made for my page because I didn't want it to overtake like the, my business side, like the product mm-hmm. the business. and I forgot what the brand was called, but there was a brand, um, that people were doing like hair products for and stuff like that. And it was mm-hmm. not even people who are like cosmetologists or anything. And they were like, what are they called? Like those pyramid scam that I didn't want my fur videos to come off that way and like the, they yeah. weren't genuine yeah oh you mean like the hair care the MLM company the Monet yeah that 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 like that, <laughs> like sometimes when I create like a video for fur I'm like I always tell my husband I'm like I don't want to come off like I don't know how to explain it but I'm like I genuinely like the products and I'm going to talk about the products that I actually like but I, when I'm posting for them sometimes I'm like I don't want people to think like that's where I'm trying to get at because I feel like that that was an error like 2020 I think and I feel like it kind of ruins a little bit of like my content creating like mindset 
for businesses. I don't know if that makes sense, but. Well, it's funny because me and Mackenzie actually just talked about this, but the difference is, and how I always, how I said it in my last video is I'm like, there's a huge difference. Again, there's a huge difference between those people and estheticians who support brands because, you know, their sole income is coming from mm -hmm. these products. And that's not necessarily the case with us. And the other thing is, is like when you saw Monet people, like I was, I was like laughing on an episode because I'm like, because I'm like, you know, they would get like a new product and it's like, they would flip out and just, it, it would be the end all be all. And like, that's not how we do things. Like if I'm sharing yeah. a product, I like it. Like there's products from store that I don't carry in here because I just don't use it. Like I don't, I personally don't use the body wash. And I feel like a lot of like my clients probably wouldn't purchase the price of the body wash. So I just don't carry mm -hmm. it in here. Um, but I, so I only carry things that I genuinely use like on myself. Yeah. But I, I think that's what can help you with like ambassadorships and like things like that. Because, you know, for me working within a brand, you can really see who genuinely is using the product, liking the product, their clients are having good results and mm -hmm. things like that. So like, I guess my advice, not that I did the same thing, because I already said my, my situation was a little different, but like if I were trying to be an ambassador for a brand, the first thing I would do is share their stuff just genuinely on my platform mm -hmm. for free. Um, I would interact with the brand's DMs because, you know, even though social media, you don't know the person behind the camera, there is one. And yeah. that person is noticing you if you're talking to them a lot. But, you know, you're being like genuine, right? You're not just being like, hey, I would love to say, you know, you're not just like repeating the same things in the DMs. You're yeah. like genuinely being like, oh, this content piece is so good. Like treat them like humans. They're going to start to notice you. They'll start to notice your content. Like it will happen organically. I always say just mm -hmm. make it organic organic and that's the best way I can think of like having an ambassadorship program yeah when they reached out I thought I mean I still think it's a pretty big deal because it's literally a whole brand that wants to work mm -hmm. with you I I still think it's crazy because I like I said I was using them before and then for them to reach out I thought I thought that to me that was mind-blowing I'm like because what they're in Nordstrom Ulta and wherever else mm -hmm. <laughs> but I thought that I thought that was really cool. Like I said, there's other there's been other brands, but I just since I only use this one, I don't want to work with ones that I feel like I'm not genuinely using. Yeah, I I also feel like if people are trying to be ambassadors and it's not working out for them, just know it's like probably just not a good fit. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. anything else. Like it doesn't. Mm -hmm mean you you shouldn't keep trying with like other brands or whatever else it may be it's like it just it, it could be simply something that they're not looking for at that moment and that's it it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that um so yeah that was my my two cents but it's hard because i tell people i'm like i did it differently so i love that i was able to pick your brain about it because you're truly like an ambassadorship from somebody reaching out to you mm -hmm. yeah i feel like i mean if you want to work with somebody i feel like it doesn't hurt to reach out, to reach out for people to go and reach out. Yeah, to the, no, for sure. Yeah. Do that. And yeah, no, like, I think people are seeing definitely it, even if that. they maybe don't respond, like maybe like they're seeing it, there's people behind the, yeah, you got to put yourself out there. The worst they can say is no, not right now, or, you know, and then circle back. To I agree. And, and pick you up. 
also there's nothing so annoying because of me working on the outside of like, you know, working internally with a brand, please do not do this. Listen to me right now. Listen to me right now, please do not fucking curate one email for 70 brands and just change out the brand's name and send it. We know they know. And that is how you don't work with a brand. I can't, the lack of emotion to a Mm -hmm. brand is always through a curated email that you had chat GPT make, and you're just swapping out the name and being like, I Mm -hmm. love your brand. This brand is something my clients love. I would love to work with your brand. It's just not going to happen. And if it does happen with you, I promise you, you are not the norm and congratulations. (laughs) No, I agree with you. Create these relationships, right? Just like you want your relationship with your client to be created and why you want them to leave reviews, treat business just like that. No, I agree with you. Because people can tell. But but with that being said, shoot your shot. If you're using fur, if you're using, um, you know, I'll just say Enso for a second, although guys, I have no budget for that. So don't even ask if you're using Enso though, just for example, and like you genuinely like the brand, like, yeah, shoot your shot, reach out, see what the brand can do for you. I mean, 100% agreed with that. Yeah, the worst I could say is no. Yeah. The worst I can say is no, no which I've had to say, yeah, I've had to say no multiple times in the last couple of months. Cause I'm like, guys, I'm a poor person right now. I am a poor brand owner. I have no budget for any yeah, of like you guys. I, hard, I don't even have a budget for me. <laughs> can only imagine what you're doing. Okay. <laughs> so before we end this call, I do have to bring up because it's something that's happening in real time. But for those of you who don't know, I will quickly just tell you, I have started a brand within our industry that's an esthetician-based industry, and it's really dedicated on community building. I think our community is going to make this brand what it is, and that makes me really excited. But with that being said, I'm launching two products. Um, Well, three products, but I'm launching two wax products. I'm launching a copper soft wax series product, and I'm um, launching a copper hard wax series product. I don't know why I said series, because like series would be multiple, but I just have been calling it that, but I do now have a name for it. It's called Penny. So I've been launching the copper penny soft wax and the copper penny hard wax. When you were testing out the hard wax, did you like notice that like it was different than a lot of waxes you've tried before? Yes, for sure. Yeah. I don't know how much like if you want me to say or like what I shouldn't say, but. Oh, you can say that. Okay. (laughs) No, I, so I've used other brands that's the same like consistency as the wax. And I could definitely tell a huge difference. I even texted you that I put a strip on my arm and I left it there for a hot minute. Like I laid the strip and I started cleaning the bed, like just prepping for my clients to come in. And I kind of forgot it was on my strip. So it was, I mean, I was on my arm. So it was on there for like maybe two, three minutes, maybe less. But when I pulled it off, sometimes when I've used like a gel consistency wax, it has cracked, 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 cracked and left my Mm -hmm. arm like super red and, you know, and I just didn't get any of that with yours. And I'm really excited to use yours. I'm really excited to try your soft wax. Because like I said, I'm dabbling Ugh. in the brows this year. And I've been yeah. liking soft wax more for brows. And I've been dabbling in it for legs. So I'm excited to use yours. 
for that. Yeah, the Enso soft wax. I'm telling you right now, I've cl- I've put that fame to claim. I'm like, it is better than any wax you will ever try. Test me on it. Like, test me on it. That is how confident I am that we nailed a formulation that is like none that I've about this tried really or my friends who have all tried different waxes. And it's very yeah. beautiful. And so is the hard wax. So thank you so much for mm-hmm. testing it because that was the point of and so I'm like, it's if it's not being, you know, shouted to the rooftops of how good it is, I don't want it. Like I don't no, want it. It's not for I me. when I tested it out, I used it on two clients that have been coming to me for like a long time. And I asked them right away. I'm like, well, I let them know. I'm like, I'm using a new wax on you. You let me know like how it feels versus like the hundreds of other waxes that you've had with me. And the first thing that they said was that it felt mm-hmm. super soft. Like it was just like gliding on the skin. Yay. And I'm like, that's good. Cause you never want like, you know, like a plasticky feeling wax on your body. No. The clients can tell. And they said that they could no. tell. And the first client said, she's like, I feel like I felt every single hair get pulled out. <laughs> she said like, she felt like all the hair got pulled out, which is, I don't know if that, that probably hurt, but <laughs> that's a good compliment. Yeah. But she's like, yeah, but like for an esthetician, you're like, great, because that's the goal of Mm -hmm. waxing is to get it all out. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for coming onto the podcast. I know I've been wanting you on for so long and I hope you had as fun as I did. I did. I was so nervous, you guys. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, I feel like every (laughs) single person says they're nervous and then they get off the podcast and they're like, okay, that wasn't that bad. (laughs) I'm excited to hear it back. (laughs) 